Welcome to episode 81 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll talk all about how the Montana GOP recruits its leaders from the Montana newspaper Crime Logs. Let's join our host, Tammy Fisher. Today, we're going to talk about the Montana GOP's distorted view of leadership and promotion because their track record is appalling and in no way reflects Republican principles or Montana values. And we have been brought to this topic by the Montana GOP itself, as the swamp is now directly attacking Montana Values podcast and, well, me. So we're going to talk all about it. First, folks ask us why we continue to do what we do when we are bullied or slut-shamed or called rhinos for what we do in the podcast and what I write in the newspapers. Well, Winston Churchill said it best when he said, Criticism may not be agreeable, but it is necessary. It fulfills the same function as pain in the human body. It calls attention to an unhealthy state of things. And we are calling attention to an unhealthy state of things in Montana, because Montana is going to be a shell of her former self if the Montana GOP continues to promote and embrace people who lack integrity, character, and who openly defy rule of law and separation of powers. Let's start with integrity. Well, what is integrity? As we've all kind of heard, it's doing what's right when no one is looking. Integrity is what matters in the end. It doesn't matter if you were a good person while everyone was watching. It matters that you held on to your values and didn't change them just because there were people around to see that. You did the right thing when no one was watching and not when there were others present. Dwight Eisenhower recognized the supreme quality of leadership is integrity. But what the Montana GOP is doing is the exact opposite of leading with integrity. It continues, and those it places in power continue to do the wrong thing while everyone is looking, and they expect to be praised for it. It's disgusting. And make no mistake, the Montana GOP is to blame. They exalt these morons and seek their promotion. They embrace skeezy tactics like paying for the Green Party to be put on the ballot and then lying about it. They cheer on politicians with recent criminal convictions as, quote, leaders and men of great achievement. Note, these are all old white men. And if the Montana GOP ever reflected on how they have contributed to elevating old white men who lack integrity, character, and Republican principles to power, well, they would have to do what General Bruce Clark advises. Quote, when things go wrong in your command, start searching for the reason in increasingly large circles around your own desk. End quote. But they won't do it. Because self-reflection requires humility. And humility among politicians and the Montana GOP has been missing for at least a decade. As Abraham Lincoln said, Quote, nearly all men can stand adversity. But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. End quote. So we know at MVP that for change to happen, we have to do something. We can't sit silent. As Peter Block said, Quote, change from the top down happens at will and whim of those below, end quote. And to paraphrase Mike Mansfield, who was speaking of the CIA in this quote, but we inserted the Montana legislature, here's what Mike Mansfield had to say. An urgent need exists for regular and responsible scrutiny of the Montana legislature. Such scrutiny is essential. 
Our form of government is based on a system of checks and balances. If this system gets seriously out of balance at any point, the whole system is jeopardized and the way is opened for the growth of tyranny. There is a profound difference between an essential degree of secrecy to achieve specific purpose and secrecy for the mere sake of secrecy. And once secrecy becomes sacrosanct, it invites abuse. And that's what has happened in the Montana legislature over at least the past decade that we've been paying attention, is everything's supposed to be a secret and they get raven pissed when their secrets are outed because secrecy, when sacrosanct, invites abuse. And they like that. And we view the secrecy at the Capitol in Helena as abusive to Montanans who believe in transparency, believe in integrity, and place Montana before self. There are a few things that Mickey and I love more than Montana. If you have heard the phrase, God, country, Notre Dame, well, we run the God, family, Montana mantra here at MVP. If you love Montana, You seek her continual and righteous existence as a state, above all other states. But Helena has become as much of a swamp as Washington, D.C., and we were all duped into believing that everyone in Helena was working for Montana, despite their political differences. But what we have exposed is that's just not true. While some are working in Helena in service to Montana, there's a growing number working in service to themselves. And that's just not tolerable to lifelong Montanans like Mickey and I. And by no means is it just the far right side of the aisle. But we can't capably criticize the left until the Republican House is in order. Does it have to be perfect? Nope. Just not criminal. Just competent. Just well-intentioned for the benefit of Montana. And we don't have that. And it's getting worse and not better. So we feel it's our obligation to expose the horseshit, to expose what's going on, because we want a better Montana. So do at least 30,000 listeners that have found us. And the Helena Swamp hates us and wants to burn our house down. Of course they do, because the truth is damning to them. The truth about who they are and what they are doing should be unspoken according to the swamp. They want that secrecy so that the swamp can continue to grow with more and more swamp creatures. Well, Montana is up to her ass in alligators, folks, and it's time for us all to start slaying. When people write to us and tell us we are courageous, we appreciate the feedback, but it is not supposed to be courageous to speak the truth. It shouldn't be. It's what we're all taught to do as kids by our parents and kindergarten teachers. Speak the truth. Don't lie. Have respect for others. Live a life of integrity. So we shouldn't be viewed as taking a courageous step because all of us should be doing it. We do this podcast as it's an easy avenue to speak the truth in our own way that allows me to use swear words. The Flathead Beacon and Lee Enterprises also gives me another platform to write about the hell in the swamp. But we all need to be speaking about what the swamp wants us to brush under the rug. And if you're too afraid to speak out, then contribute your dollars to the cause by sponsoring a show or donating at the website, not just to MVP, but any other podcast or blog that exposes the truth about matters you care about. Because the swamp will perpetuate itself until we all of Montana, drain it one drop 
one alligator, one snake at a time. And it should start with weeding out all the criminals in leadership positions. The governor, the state auditor, folks like Jason Ellsworth. If you commit crimes in your 20s, we all understand that. Everybody believes in redemption because we're all dumb kids at some point. But when you're 50, if you commit a crime and then lie about it and defame or bully law enforcement, that's just who you are as a human. As Carly Fiorina said, quote, the way you behave when you think you can get away with it is who you really are, end quote. And as Aristotle advised, quote, he who has never learned to obey cannot be a good commander, end quote. And aren't we all learning that's true? Does Montana feel like it's in good hands going in the right direction? How's your grandma doing at finding a new nursing home since hers closed because of how the state funds Medicaid? How's your bipolar sister doing when she goes to the Montana State Hospital and is turned out without a safe placement? How do you feel about seeking state help for your bipolar sister and a placement at a state hospital that is so bad it lost CMS certification and people died there under their watch? How's that foster care system doing? What about the state prison? If you have a family member that's incarcerated there, are you comfortable that there's sufficient staff to maintain safety now that you can't visit? What about the over $300,000 the State Library Commission pissed away on developing a new logo they trashed because the colors looked too gay pride-esque? What about the governor's housing task force whose first priority is not housing people, but ensuring their task force has funding to line their own pockets. We don't have leadership in Montana, and it's because the leaders are tone-deaf self-servants. And those at the top have no vision. As we learned in Proverbs 29.18, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But the Montana GOP expects all Republicans and apparently all Montanans to follow them lockstep over a cliff. They embrace the Chinese Communist Party format from 1938, where Mao Zedong demanded, We must affirm anew the discipline of the party, namely, 1. The individual is subordinate to the organization. 2. The minority is subordinate to the majority. 3. The lower level is subordinate to the higher level. And four, the entire membership is subordinate to the Central Committee. Whoever violates these articles of discipline disrupts party unity. But that's not unity, folks. That's forced obedience. And that's un-American and certainly not a Montana value. They want us to accept their promotion of criminals and bullies to leadership. They want us to not know that they have never read the job description for their elected positions. They want us to not know that it's pure laziness that leads to duplicative and unnecessary legislation. They want us to not know that prepackaged bills handed to them by lobbyists promising them they will be sure to be picked first in third grade kickball will not make them more credible as legislators, nor popular with the third-grade kickball team. The insecure and the unaccepted are filling the halls of the state capitol, and it's glaringly apparent that the Montana GOP's vision for Montana's future is one where criminals and bullies lead the way, and the rest of us are left behind. 
And the current list of criminals at the top of state government starts with Greg Gianforte, Troy Downing, and Jason Ellsworth. For all of you Montanans that grew up here in the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s, did you ever think we would return to the Copper King era? Did you ever think we would have 50-year-old criminals running our state? Hell no. How far have we fallen? How much apathy must we have? How, as voters, do we justify voting for these morons who have done nothing to improve our state? How do you explain to your children that leadership in Montana now means committing crimes in your 50s, not respecting rule of law, lying about your crimes, or worse, bullying and defaming law enforcement involved with investigating the crimes? Because this is what the Montana GOP has embraced and continues to promote as leadership. And certainly, the Montana GOP wants us to shut up and not highlight the atrocity of leadership selection by the Montana GOP. Because there's no excuse for it. And it reveals a full-throttle mutilation of Republican principles and Montana values. So when we uncover and expose the dirty truth behind the Helena Swamp, it ruffles some feathers. And as our podcast and columns grow in popularity, we're now number six, I think, isn't Mickey? Yes. We're ranked number six in Montana for podcasts. Well, now the swamp creatures are getting more aggressive in their desire to make us stop. For example, Jason Ellsworth, a state senator from Hamilton, who is now the state Senate president, took umbrage with my last column that ran in Lee newspapers across the state and our last podcast. Umbrage was taken. (laughs) (laughs) And he's not giving it back. (laughs) I don't even know what umbrage is, but it's a good word. He even hired an attorney to send me a cease and desist email, strenuously objecting to my quotation from the stipulated court-ordered settlement agreement arising from the FTC's allegations of deceptive acts causing consumer injury against Ellsworth. Now, as you folks know, we provide citation to all of the evidence and public documents upon which we draw our conclusions in every podcast in the show notes. So we just don't go around making shit up. We read, we research, we conclude, and we expose. That's kind of how everyone draws conclusions. At least that's what my Montana educators taught me. Ellsworth and his attorney believe my direct quotes from the order were misleading and threatened to pursue a complaint against, of course, my law license. You know, Ellsworth hates lawyers, right? He hates the judiciary. So let's file a complaint against Fisher's law license. Okay. So folks, let's just give you the full quote, which I had abbreviated because I didn't want to be boring. But Mickey, give us the full quote, boring sections and all. Quote, defendants agree that the facts as alleged in the complaint filed in this action shall be taken as true without further proof in any bankruptcy case or subsequent civil litigation pursued by the commission to enforce its rights to any payment or money judgment pursuant to this order, including, but not limited to, a non-dischargeability complaint in any bankruptcy case. Defendants further stipulate and agree that the facts alleged in the complaint establish all elements necessary to sustain an action pursuant to, and that this order shall have collateral estoppel effect for purposes of Section 523A2 
A of the Bankruptcy Code 11 U.S.C. 523A2A, end quote. Yeah, so that's pretty boring, but there it is. That's the full thing. That's what Ellsworth wanted you to know and condemned me for not giving you that full quote. And remember, when it says defendants agree that the facts alleged in the complaint, dot, 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 that means defendants who were Ellsworth personally, not just his companies, Ellsworth personally and his companies. The order also, quote, permanently restrained and enjoined Ellsworth and his companies from engaging in specified illegal and deceptive marketing and business practices in violation of the FTC Act 15 U.S.C. Section 45A and the Telemarketing Sales Rule 16 CFR Part 310. But don't take my word for it. Read the full stipulated final judgment and order for permanent injunction that is in the podcast show notes. Two, the original complaint in that case is illuminating and should be read by every Montanan who cares about character and integrity in our Senate leadership. That document can also be found at a link in our show notes. And then, of course, after the entry of the stipulated final judgment in order for permanent injunction, according to the FTC, the Better Business Bureau received an avalanche of complaints about Ellsworth's telemarketing companies. The avalanche was later defined as, quote, more than 1,000 new consumer complaints. So after he entered into the settlement agreement, there were 1,000 new consumer complaints against Ellsworth's companies. The FTC contempt motion, because then, of course, they asked for more documents that he had agreed to give them in a settlement agreement. He refused to give them those documents. So the FTC filed a contempt motion, and that can be retrieved from PACER under case number 9-08-CV-0064-DWM. That stands for Donald W. Malloy. The court held Ellsworth in contempt, it turns out. That order can also be found in our show notes, so go there and look that up. And for full disclosure of public records, as I stated in my last column and in the podcast, Ellsworth's struggle with integrity, character, and compliance with rule of law didn't end in 2014. In 2021, Ellsworth was charged with, among other charges, obstructing a peace officer due to his refusal to follow the commands of a female trooper during a traffic stop. That complaint is embedded in an article in the Daily Montana, and that link is also found in our show notes. As stated in last week's column and in our last podcast, Ellsworth later pled guilty to the offense again in August of 2021, while he was Senate President pro tempore, and now, following that, where he pled guilty to obstructing a peace officer, he's now elevated to Senate President. You can find Ellsworth's plea of guilty to the offense in an article written by the Montana Free Press, and that link is also on our podcast website. We encourage every Montanan, to do their own research into Ellsworth's background. The public information available is compelling and reflects a continual, monumental misstep by the Montana GOP in promoting and installing Ellsworth and others in leadership positions when their character and integrity reflect anything but leadership, reflect anything but Republican principles or Montana values. And will threats against my law license stop me or Mickey from exposing the truth and the criminals within our midst? Nope. We recognize 
that the lobbyists and politicians we have exposed think we are just stupid women. And at first, they thought they could just ignore us because then maybe we would go away. You would think, though, that these remarkable strategists would recognize that if we cared what swamp creatures thought of us, we sure as shit wouldn't do the work we do. And further, when these remarkable strategists set out to try to attack my law license, you would think they would consider that perhaps targeting me would engender a response that turned a boil into a sucking chest wound. So you see, other than being criminals who lack integrity, these dum-dums are also terrible strategists. But they view themselves as very powerful, like all swamp creatures do, and they assume that we will yield to their perceived power. They kind of pick the wrong girls. And of course, their tactics of bullying their exposers are the same as you would find in the far left. And when the far left and far right come together, they fall right into the horseshoe theory of politics. When they act the same, that's the horseshoe theory of politics. Now, I don't buy all of the horseshoe theory because I think it's a little simplistic. Because on issues, I don't believe the far left and the far right are aligned. But their tactics to get their preferred utopian authoritarian government are exactly the same. Listen to this. Quote, in political science and popular discourse, the horseshoe theory asserts that the extreme left and the extreme right, rather than being at opposite and opposing ends of a linear political continuum, closely resemble each other, analogous to the way that the opposite ends of a horseshoe are close together. The theory is attributed to the French philosopher and writer Jean-Pierre Fay. Proponents point to a number of perceived similarities between extremes and allege that both have a tendency to support authoritarianism or totalitarianism. In 2015, the reformist Muslim Majid Nawaz invoked the horseshoe theory on lamenting a common tendency on both extremes. Quote, as the political horseshoe theory attributed to Jean-Pierre Fay highlights, if we travel far left enough, we find the very same sneering, nasty, and reckless bully boy tactics used by the far right. The two extremes of the political spectrum end up meeting like a horseshoe at the top, which to my mind, symbolizes totalitarian control from above. In their quest for ideological purity, Stalin and Hitler had more in common than modern neo-Nazis and far-left agitators would care to admit. End quote. In a 2021 article for Reason, Catherine Mangu Ward wrote... Quote, horseshoe theory is typically used to explain why 20th century communists and fascists seem to have so much in common, though it likely predates the last century. But in the United States in 2021, a softer version of this iron law is at play, with the center-left and the center-right mushily converging toward expensive authoritarian policies that look astonishingly similar despite their supposedly opposite goals. Still, a horseshoe but more like one of the marshmallow ones you can find in a bowl of Lucky Charms, end quote. And I personally think that Herbert McCloskey and Dennis Chong probably have the best explanation in their 2009 article called Similarities and Differences Between Left-Wing and Right-Wing Radicals. Quote, In sum, when the views of the far left and far right are evaluated against the standard left-right ideological dimension, they can appropriately be classified at opposite ends of the political spectrum. 
But when the two camps are evaluated on questions of political and psychological style, the treatment of political opponents and the tactics that they are willing to employ to achieve their ends, they display many parallels that can rightly be labeled authoritarian, end quote. And we have no doubt, folks, the far right is taking us straight to authoritarianism. And the left really has no play in Montana. We have a supermajority, so there's no need to talk about the far left. And the Montana GOP embraces the far right and promotes them within their ranks. When you have people like Derek Skies and Brad Sheeta on the Montana GOP executive board, two political losers who actively try to harm Montana to feed their own personal agendas, well, that tells you that the Montana GOP is completely out of touch with everyday Montanans. The normal Montanans on that board are fully outnumbered by swamp creatures that want Montana to become an authoritarian state. So, folks, if you care about Montana, do something. Write letters to the editor, start a podcast. And if you don't want to do those two things, donate to the efforts of the people who are willing to do those things. We'll keep trucking along and we will continue to research and report about the shenanigans in the Helena Swamp until they don't exist which we hope is sooner rather than later. All it takes is real leadership and enough Montanans to be fed up with the horseshit. And as for the criticism the swamp creatures lob our way, well, we'll just continue to follow the path that Eleanor Roosevelt set for us when she said, do what you feel in your heart to be right, for you'll be criticized anyway. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.